When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special Valentine's Day edition of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu. I am here with this lovely, amazing, beautiful woman and her bouquet of flowers. So thank you guys for joining us. We're gonna be taking your questions today and very excited to have you joining us on Valentine's Day. It's amazing if you're there with your significant other. We're doubly honored. And if you're there by yourself, we're especially honored. That's a 10X honor right there. Uh, let us know what it is that you want to know about. If you are recently out of a relationship and ecstatic and wanna talk about how to get the next relationship to a place where you're much happier, or if you're not in a relationship, would like to be in one and just wanna figure that out, we're gonna be taking all of those questions today on this very special Valentine's Day. I'm digging your episode. energy. Huh? I am, huh? yeah. <laughs> All oh, right. right. Sorry, I'm a, I was running a bit late. I had to And we're check. backwards. And, and she gonna... insisted, much to the producer's horror, I was a that total she diva. sits on this side. Yeah. I was like, but I got my hair. Look, I had a sexy top on. Yeah. And in all fairness, I You still have I changed... a sexy top on. Oh, I had a really revealing one on earlier. Wow. I mean, it looked great before, <laughs> but it still looks great now. So, um, yeah, so really technically it's supposed to be a uh, power couple, but I thought couple power is just as strong. And I really wanted to be this side so there, I could show my the hair. The truth is revealed. <laughs> so, okay. All Happy right. Valentine's Day. Hey, Let's... by the way, for anybody watching, if you guys haven't already, we created 26 questions that we think every couple should ask them, ask each other to get to know each other better. Um, they're incredibly fascinating questions, things that we've come up with over the years that we've asked each other that range from fun and interesting down to downright dangerous. And so be very careful because the um, answers are intended to take you into very touchy ground um, so that you can actually deepen your relationship. The one thing I will say we are totally uninterested in is just putting out a bunch of fluff. Hopefully every bit of content that I ever put out takes people to a deeper level. Did not want that to be less true about relationship theory. So the questions are real. They're actually really interesting. They're revelatory. And take it away. Got Let's one see example got. here. So the today's re relation revelation relationship wow. revelation Thank question. You. Thank you, baby. Um, what's one quality I have that holds me back? That's a great one. You know, I was, like the way you were looking at me was so expectant. Like I wish that there was a camera over my shoulder so people could have seen that. Um, what is a quality that I holds you back? I know actually what you're going to say about me. It's interesting. I think you know. I, I think you think you know where I'm gonna go, but I actually wanna like really think about what's one that really holds you back. And this probably is where you were thinking. So you will get in your own way because 
things to you, there's there's a way that things should be that we often refer to as you being principled. That's what yeah, I Yeah, and I figured, I, I was trying to think if there was something that was actually more damaging to you, but the, that really is the truth. And it's one of those things that like, it's good to have principles and all that stuff to have a value system. But to me, the thing that really should sit at the core of your value system is I do that which moves me towards my goals. And then you protect yourself from things being heinous like um, your goal should have something to do with serving other people. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when you have a goal that is worthwhile and it's beautiful and it's humane and all of that, then like the protective mechanisms exist in the goal. So from there to say that like, I only do things that move me towards my goal. I only believe things that move me towards my goal. And I see you get into battles with yourself over stupid shit that I'm just like, I literally can't believe like you're stopping at that because you don't feel that it's right or just or whatever. But arguing about it, stopping, ruining the relationship, whatever, is stopping you from achieving your goal, which is beautiful and wonderful and helps not only you, but other people. And so that, that's somewhere where you're, there's a conflict in you where you're not sure what's more satisfying, powerful, I'm not even sure what word you would use, of whether I want to be right about this thing that I believe is the way the world should be, or whether I actually want my goals more, and so I'm gonna act in accordance with my goals. And what I love about this question as well, because when you can ask someone that you're this close to, like emotion, like I completely trust you. And so I recognize there are things I don't see in myself that hold me back. And so asking someone that is very close to you that you really do trust, I think is very important because the relationship we have built as well is that you can be honest and I can be honest with you. Um, And I don't then go like, what do you mean? I don't get it because I think, okay, he's telling me because he really wants what's good for me. So if he really wants what's good for me, I have to be open to that constructive criticism. And can I um, give you a slightly different phrase? Sure. I want you to win. Hmm. So, because once you start saying, I want what's good for them, then I get to decide what's good for you. And my thing is, I want you to win. And so, and win, by the way, the way you define it. So... I just happen to know that the way that you define winning is to have a deep sense of fulfillment based on the pursuit of your goals. Mm. Oh, okay, cool. So if that's winning, then it's like you have this conflict that's built into you where much like the big breakthrough in my life was when I realized, oh, I was telling everybody that I wanted to get rich, but I was acting in accordance with a desire to just feel good about myself in the moment for being smart. And so once I, cause, and I remember asking myself, hey, look, if you just wanna feel smart, fair enough, but stop pretending. So is that what you really want? Mm. Because if that's what you really want, get out of this whole entrepreneur thing because you're just routinely faced with inadequacies, um, feeling stupid, other people being truly smarter than you, just objectively, like not a value judgment on myself, but it was a real scenario. And so I was constantly in that. And so if my real goal was to, um, feel good about myself then get out of that situation nice um all right so um just to let you guys know these shirts are now on sale and if you go now and you buy from now until saturday you can actually win a call with us indeed so um go to our website at impacttheory.com i guess forward slash store and then now you have to tell you have to tell me um, it's shop.impacttheory.com is yeah, the store. Sorry, well done. Um, and then what is... What's... Oh, I guess I was just trying to get to the fan question oh, because okay. we've got them coming in, but you want me right. to... I don't really I'm have... I'm super curious. Oh, 
because here's the thing, I didn't have anything at the top of my head and so I wanted to think about it and it's like I didn't want people to hold and wait for my answer. Um, what holds you back? Sometimes you're almost too... <laughs> you can get it or you're not. You're almost too empathetic to people. Not empathetic, it's not the right word. You're too understanding sometimes. If someone's acting crazy or irrational, you're like, but that's human nature. And here's the thing, I actually don't know if it holds you back or not. Like, it holds you back sometimes. It teaches me, if I start getting frustrated with mm. certain situations, like, okay, well, that's just how people are. But I think sometimes it's almost like, well, that's an excuse for them. And because it's like, well, that's just who they are, it gives them an excuse to then you not actually address that it's a problem. That's more business. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing. So, yeah, I'm yeah. grateful for the feedback. All right, so we're answering questions live, guys. So drop down in the comments any questions you have, um, and we'll get to answer them. So, fan kickoff question. This is from Steph Annie. So, knowing each other as well as Steph you do... Steph Annie? Yeah. I'm guessing knowing... Stephanie? No, Steph Annie. All right, there words. it is. It is, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> So, knowing each other as well as you do, how do you keep yourself from ever assuming wrongly or having unjust expectations? Well, the great news is, I think I still assume wrongly. That's kind of, like, I have a way of thinking, I have a way of talking, you do too, and even after all this time, we still manage to miscommunicate. And I think that that's why, even with the questions that we've put, the 26 bullet point questions, there's it's just like it, it's inevitable that you still somehow miscommunicate on something and so i think that we just keep working through that oh when you said this word i interpret it to mean x y and z um but yeah having unjust expectations well, i don't think we have unjust expectations though how do you think we've got to yeah those felt like two very different yeah, questions to me yeah. um i think you know like you said assuming um incorrectly is is inevitable and I don't think it's a big deal, and I don't think people should get hung up on it. You just, you know, identify what the the real issue is, and you move on. Um, but unjust, unjust is a very specific word, and I would say that um, from that perspective, yeah, I don't, I don't think that we really struggle with unjust expectations. That comes down to like really defining what you think is okay and not okay in a relationship, mm -hmm. having rules of engagement, identifying what your value system is, agreeing on that stuff. Yeah. Um, and because we've agreed on like all the fundamental things, I don't think we really have unjust expectations. And if we felt like the other person was asking something that was unjust in the sense it's too big, it's too much, like to have that level of expectation on somebody, we would talk about it really calmly. And that's something that we've gotten good at is even when something that might have really been hurtful at the beginning of our relationship now isn't hurtful and we're able to go, hey, like that's how that makes me feel. Mm. I'm assuming that you didn't mean for me to feel like that. And then you just process through it. And I think every new situation brings up something new that we may not have expected. So even after 17 years, it's like, if the, the smoke alarm goes off, I mean, it's like we have the expectation now, but um, it's like, okay, well, whose job is it if the, the house alarm goes off? Whose job is it to get up out of bed and make sure that there's no burglar, right? Like, okay, well, that's you. So every time there's a situation that comes up and it may feel new, we just go over the logistic, logistics, really, of, okay, well, when this happens again, I actually wanted you to do this and you wanted me to do this. So... Um, okay, next question. This is from Matthew J. Lodis. 
How do you make her feel important if you have to be away for Valentine's Day on business? Yeah, this this is definitely not a fun one, um, but it really comes down to making them feel important and special on every other day. So if you haven't been doing that, if you've been neglecting them and Valentine's Day comes along and you have to work, they're going to feel horrific because they're going to be saying, even on Valentine's Day, they're not around. Like they really don't make me a priority. And so when you earn your credibility, and this is what I always tell people, you earn your reputation over time. It's never in one moment. So writing them like, oh, baby, I'm going to have to be gone, but I wrote you this poem. I'm going to take you out to dinner. It's like, It'll help, there's no question. And do that if you're in a situation where you have not made the deposits and now you need to make a withdrawal. But think of it literally like a bank account. You can't make a withdrawal unless you made a lot of deposits. So over time, you really wanna be making them feel good about themselves on random days, just always trying to connect and have deep, meaningful um, moments with them, even if they're relatively short moments. And that was one thing that she taught me was, look, we need time together. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a lot of time, but it can't always be tomorrow, 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 which is what I was always doing. And so we carved out time on Saturday evenings and it was date night and it was a thing and it was like a standing time. And we knew that we were gonna be together with no distractions and really enjoy that time together. And because we were so religious about that and I would, while I might take business meetings in the morning on a Saturday, by like six or seven at night, done. And I knew that we were going to have that time. She knew that we were going to have that time. It made her feel important and special. We'd agreed upon that time. So doing all of that inoculates you from things like having to work on a Valentine's Day. And then also just make sure that you do plan something on another day to make up for it. I was going to say, but the truth is, if you had something on a Saturday night that was important to you, you would say to me, baby, I've got to go to this event tonight yes um, that's advanced class and super dangerous and if you haven't made the deposits right so assume you make the deposits or even like let's take today right if, if you know that you're going to be away just preempt it and a week before or two weeks before say okay i've got this business trip it's very important to me this is why it's important to me i really want your support in this because i think it's very important in getting them to buy in on why you're not gonna be there, very important. Because for you, that's what you used to do with me. It's like, I've gotta to go to this because this is what we said we were gonna do. We said that we were gonna build X, Y, and Z. And this is why this meeting, this trip is gonna be important for me to get there. And I don't wanna let myself down, I don't wanna let you down. And that's definitely how we used to communicate with things like that. And then it's, so I would preempt all of that. And then I would say, so because of that, I won't be there on Valentine's Day. I'd love to do something else on a different day that makes it special. What is that for you? What do you want? Because I really want to um, make it special. And I think just having that conversation makes her realize that you're thinking about her and makes her realize like, oh, okay, he's not just pushing me aside. Because that's eventually how I started feeling with you, where it was like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. And then at some point I just felt like, but I need to feel special today. And until we really like it kind of got to that breaking point, I don't like it kept being tomorrow. So just make sure that you don't get to that breaking point. Address it as you go along. Um, make her realize that you do recognize that it's an important day that you're not going to be there for. And I found that really helped. Um, all right. 
Next question. This is from Brandon Blitz. My wife hates flowers for Valentine's. She says they remind her of how how love degrades and dies over time. What else could I give to remind her of my vibrant feelings for her and our love? The funny thing is I actually told Tom not to buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. Not because I think it's a degrading, um, it degrades over time, but really it's, I think there's so much social pressure on having to buy flowers on this day. And it's like, if you don't buy me flowers, that says you don't love me, which I think is ridiculous because I think it's in every day, the little things that somebody does. And I've said to you many times, like, I'd rather you get me flowers on a random Thursday in the middle of March than feel the pressure that you have to buy me flowers on Valentine's Day. Now, the funny thing is because I told him, babe, don't buy me flowers, you bought me flowers and they actually surprised me. So it was one of those, like, it, I still had that shock of like, oh my God, that's so cool. Because I didn't think you were going to get me flowers. Mm. Um, but with this, at least I would suggest it's like, okay, we'll just ask her. Like, I really want to show you that I love you. I really want to show you that you, you mean something to me and I care about you. So what is that language to you? So if she's saying like, don't do it on Valentine's Day, great. But how else does she perceive it? In what days, in which ways? And then just communicate so you can actually find out. Because I, we always say like, set your partner up for success. So just ask her and then hopefully she's, you know, obviously you have a relationship where you're able to say the truth. And it's like, maybe it is random flowers on a Thursday so what you do is you pick up your phone immediately you set an alarm in your phone for a couple of weeks from now on a Thursday saying come home with flowers yeah the only thing I'll add to that is um, find out what her language of appreciation is mm -hmm. which she may or may not know so um, the reason that I don't want flowers isn't because oh I'm a guy it's because um a gift like that just wouldn't be that meaningful to me. Whereas like for me getting back tickles or like sitting down and playing video games with me, like that would be something that I would appreciate. Mm -hmm. So knowing, because just saying like, what can I get you instead of flowers? She may not respond to gifts. So what is it that she does respond to? Is it time together? Is it an act of service? Does she want you to make her dinner? And it's the act of making the dinner that's meaningful to her. Like just, like you said, ask. Yeah. All right, next question. This comes from Amy. And by the way, really fast, I will say it's super dangerous to reinforce the notion that love degrades over time, which was the first thing I thought about. Yeah, and I'm so. actually curious, to be honest, as I was reading that, I was wondering, like, is it because people, you know, you used to do nice things for me? Not the way she's saying it. She's saying flowers represent, it is a symbol of the way that love degrades over time, mm -hmm. which implies that she believes is, it is an immutable law of nature that love degrades over time. And I would say that's absolutely not true. And it's not true because I've chosen to believe that it's not true. But I realize that the chemistry changes. It morphs over time. Your relationship will morph and change over time. You also have to learn how to like recreate that fiery stuff and the passion and all of that. Like it doesn't happen by accident. It isn't like people think that the chemistry states just sort of arrive and fall away based on some sort of objective truth. Like, oh, love is this finite thing. It lasts for this period of time. Enjoy it while it lasts. Inevitably it degrades and you're gonna have to move on. I don't wanna be reminded of that because that's like the worst part. It's like, yes, it's the worst part, so do something about it. So if you know that the neurochemistry changes over time and that the um, 
automatic nature of it may go away, but I can sit there and in like seven seconds take myself from just a normal day, I'm looking at my wife who I see all day every day to holy shit, I'm totally capturing that way that I felt when I first met you or the way that I felt on our wedding day or the first time that I cried in front of you and how you were there, you know what I mean? It's like you can get into those spaces if you make the demand. Mm. And if you never make the demand, like so with the flowers, the reason that I got the flowers, um, 99 times out of 100, if you say, don't give me the flowers, I don't get them because I take you at your word that you actually don't want them. And the reason I didn't, I, I had already ordered them before you said that and I'd gone through this really interesting for me thing of selecting them, which I was telling you about sort of through the Seth Godin episode of Impact Theory, I walked you through like what that process meant to me. And so because I'd gone through that, I wanted you to like really experience it. And that was the only reason that I ignored that. I actually think it's normally horrific advice to to just ignore somebody and think, I know better than them. Like, I don't think I know better than you. And when you say you don't want something, I just assume that's true. Um, So it was just wanting to share that. But like doing things like picking these flowers out for you was marinating in that emotion. Writing the card was marinating in that, quite frankly, calling up that emotion, right? To get to the point where I could write the card, I had to call up that emotion. I wrote you a text first thing this morning. I had to call up that emotion. And in calling up that emotion, I sat in it, you know, for the Mm. seven minutes or whatever that it took me to write that. So doing things like that, I think super important. Hmm. I actually felt like that when I was getting dressed today. Like, I was thinking of you, like, what would he want me to wear? Mm. Like, yeah, it's actually nice. I like that. Um, Okay, next question. This is from Amy Cotton. My partner and I are looking for fun ways to get closer. He loves video games. Nice. Um, And although I'm a bit resistant to the idea, I've enjoyed playing some Mario and Donkey Kong. What video games did you two two start off when Lisa was just starting to play? And how did that whole process improve your relationship? Um... So we played Destiny, um, but I think the the second part of like how did that pl- progress our relationship, I think is so profound. So first of all, well done for picking up and playing with him. Um, that was actually when I first wanted to play. Remember, I was like, oh, let's play the Wii. And you're like, oh, I want to play like actual video games um, because I wanted to do like the whole like the pool table thing. Mm. and um, But really like for me, it was... He wanted me to do it and I wanted to show him that I was willing to do something that I didn't necessarily enjoy because I love him so much and because it's just it was just a sign of um I don't know what was the word. Like I just wanted to reach out and say, Look, babe, I'm not into it, but I'm gonna do this for you. Yeah, it becomes a very generous it was like offer. a gift. It, yeah, right, exactly. So I started playing video games and then the first time we did it, I think we played for something like 30 minutes and then his response to me was so sweet. He was like, thank you so much for doing it. I absolutely like really appreciate you spending the time and I think it was that same day we went shopping or it was like the next day. Something happened and we went shopping and you were so engaged in what I was picking off. You're like, oh, babe, let me go and check some clothes out for you as well. And so you were engaging. And I really did relate that to playing video games because it was kind of like I gave you a gift and now you were giving me the gift of like engaging versus sitting there on the sofa playing with your phone, Mm. waiting for me to try some stuff on. So it was very much positive reinforcement. So I did something he liked, he did something that I liked. So then I started realizing, at least for me, like, wow, we're actually starting to bond over it. 
like I'm starting to feel like you're really paying attention to me. And I think you were starting to feel that I was really pay- paying attention to what you wanted. And didn't have that to do with that for me. Mm. Um, for me, it was a shared experience, which is like my highest value in a relationship. So suddenly we were on a team, we had a shared objective, we were working together. There was the neurochemical rush of winning, there was the pain of lossing, lossing, losing. We were experiencing it all together. It was it that for me was amazing. And so to have you as my teammate, to have somebody literally watching my back. Um, just having that shared objective, I think it's really, really important. So like, I would never want to play, it's not true, not never, but it is one-tenth as enjoyable to me if we're on opposite teams than if we're on the same team. So like, for instance, we used to play fighting games, which is what you loved. You wanted to play fighting games, if you remember, like back in the day in our first year of marriage, because you would button mash your way to victory in fighting games. Wow, you don't remember that. I'm freaking out right now. What did we play? Uh, Tekken. Oh. Wow, that was such a thing. That's funny, that goes to show. Um, And it was fun. But it wasn't, it wasn't now, like, and so answering the question, what did we get in our relationship? Like, we are quite literal teammates on a sport, and the sport happens to be a video game, mm-hmm. but we play in the same team, we get better, we talk about how to get better, we push and encourage each other. Um, yeah, that's what It's we so interesting how you went into, like, how you feel when we play, and for me, it's like the, almost the after effect of feeling like we we kind of work together, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I mean, I do um, experience it after, but definitely the act of it is. But I think that whether it's video games or anything that you just want your partner to partake in, I think it's really important to say like, what is that one thing that they want me to partake in on their side and then vice versa? Because once you guys are open to trying that, I don't know, there's that bonding, like you don't even have to like it, right? If you end up hating it, it's the fact that you tried it and they see that you gave it a shot, I think makes them then feel special and then brings that bond together versus if you're just always sitting back going, I'm not doing that, don't be so ridiculous. My Siri just went off on my phone. Starts talking, sorry. Um, So I think it's very important, Jesus, Siri, stop it. (laughs) I think you're saying her name isn't helping. It keeps saying something about David. Who's David? Um, so anyway, I totally lost my train of thought. It's doing something for somebody else, I think, make, makes it feel special. So when, you know, not sitting back and just judging them, saying, no, you know what? Even if I think video games are stupid, I'm going to give it a shot. I don't know, there's something to that emotion. Mm. All right, we've got some fan shout-outs to Sean Bremner, who's watching at 3 a.m. in South Africa. Wow, Bless what is you. up, South yeah. Africa? I think you're Donna Nelson, who is president starting or prime minister with just relationship time. theory on Australia. Nice. So I guess technically it's not Valentine's Day for you, so you obviously had a Valentine's Day. Mm. Hope you had a good evening. Um, and Ernesto Cello, who says you're, in his, you're his favorite couple. Well, Thanks, thank you. Ernesto. That's very kind. In today's highly unpredictable and rapidly changing world, the smartest move you can make from a financial standpoint is to actually understand how money works and how markets move. Because if you wanna have any chance of investing your money wisely and growing your financial portfolio, you have to make a profit. And the only way that you're going to do that is either by setting and forgetting or actually understanding what's going on at a macro level. So whether you're a seasoned investor or someone looking for extra guidance, 
Today's sponsor, Yahoo Finance, has got you covered with all the tools, data, and news that you need in one place to grow your knowledge base around what is happening in the world of finance and to make sure that you have the right goals and you're executing well. Yahoo Finance makes it easy to consolidate your accounts so you can effectively and efficiently manage your entire portfolio. Personally, I love how straightforward their platform is to use. It is very simple to get the information that I need. And Impact Theory's own chief financial officer is exactly the same, spending time helping me frame exactly what is going on from a global perspective so that I'm making the smartest decisions that I can. I definitely recommend that you check out Yahoo Finance for comprehensive financial news and analysis. Visit the incredible brand that so many great investors use at yahoofinance.com. It's the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Once again, guys, head there now, yahoofinance.com. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with eBay Motors. Brake kits, LED headlights, exhaust kits, turbochargers, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Um, all right, next question. This comes from Brian Stewart. How can you guys touch on the differences and challenges? Can you guys? Sorry, thank you. Can you guys touch on the differences and challenges between true love and being so codependent emotionally with your partner? Um, so I don't think that there is, uh, it, to me, this is a, would you rather walk to school or carry a lunch question? So there, it's not opposites to have true love and to be emotionally codependent. So emotional codependence, I'm going to define as this, that 
the emotional state of your partner influences automatically your emotional state. Not, not in some like, oh, I was, you know, in um, New York and she was in LA and I just knew she was in a bad mood. Not, that's not what I mean. I'm saying when you're hanging out, the very fact that your partner's in a good mood puts you in a good mood. And if your partner's in a bad mood, it puts you in a bad mood. So that, to me, there's a certain synchronicity to that that's actually really powerful. And we definitely have that. Now, we also have mechanisms where if you're in a bad mood, the whole idea is to get in a good mood and to use the interconnectedness of our lives and our emotions to help each other get back to a good place. And that we don't look at it, like we don't think of it as okay to bring the other person down or even to stay down. So it's like, if you're in a bad mood in our relationship, it's like, look, I know I've, I'm so sorry. Like I'm bringing negativity to this and you own it and you try to like get back out and do it together. And the other person's like, you know, if you want to imagine it as reaching down to help pull you up. So that's really how we think of codependence. Now, codependence has a lot of negative connotations. Not everybody would agree with us. Um, And we definitely see ourselves as being independently codependent. Like, we fully understand that at the end of the day, you've got to be fulfilled in yourself. Nobody else can do that for you. Um, But being in a relationship and not trying to keep each other at arm's length and really saying, like, we're going to attack this life as a unit has been the single most beautiful experience of my life. It is the only thing that I prize above my ambition. So it's like, to me, it's just a no-brainer and I wouldn't want to do it any other way. Um, And it's brought us only good things because we have a growth mindset and we want things to be positive. Um, True love is, is harder to define and I'll define it like this. It is the combination of a neurochemical, um, state where you just feel immeasurably drawn, joyful, connected, trusting, passionate. Like it's a a fascinating neurochemical cocktail that involves many other things what I'm about to mention, but certainly vasopressin and oxytocin, serotonin, like feeling good, feeling connected, trust, like there's all of that. There's a lot more, but that um, coupled with really wanting to see the other person win and feeling like you're their number one. That's a very clumsy definition. I've never had to externalize it before, but that's close. Hmm. There Great it is. answer. Don't have anything to add. Okay, next question. This is from Tara Tsun. What do you think are great techniques to use when two people are not on the same page when it comes to communication? Is that the method of communication? not on the same page or just they're not communicating correctly uh, and the right on the same page? Well, I'll take the hard one to answer, no. which is they, one of them shuts down. They just don't really value over communication is, oh God, do we have to talk about this again? Right. Because that's far harder to deal with than the other where it's just style of communication, which is very work throughable. Mm. If so, got. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you completely shut down and you're like, I don't want to talk about it. I would probably wait for the emotion to subside, right? So kind of maybe walk away. Um, I'll go in one room, you go in another, and then later come back to you. It's been two years. What do you mean? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, I just can be with somebody like that. So what do you do? If it was me, I would have to break up with them. Because for me, communication is everything. Whether it's at work or personal, I have to be able to communicate and understand what they're thinking. I couldn't live a life of just having to guess. 
right? And um, when you were awareness technologies before we started Quest, you were much more of a closed book. So you were very stressed at work, you had a lot going on and you just never wanted to talk about it. So um, you would come home and I would be like, how's your day, what's going on? And you're like, I don't want to talk about it. And I, this went on for ages and then eventually it got to a point where I just felt like I didn't know um, what he was thinking, what he was feeling, what he was going through at work so I couldn't even be understanding and now I just felt like there's this part of your life that I wasn't a part of. And I remember sitting down and saying like, right where we're going doesn't look good right where your um the state of your unhappiness um is actually affecting mine and your relationship because now i don't feel connected with you i don't feel like we're communicating um and we just had that harsh talk and i was like this is really affecting our relationship um and so i think you just need to have that conversation it's like look I want to try and respect the way you handle things, the way you're trying to communicate, but I'm I'm being held back with um, X, Y, and Z, and we, something has to change. And I would be very honest and very open about how I'm feeling and then what the next steps for me need to be. Otherwise, I would have to walk away from the relationship. And I would be very honest with you about that. Like, if we don't do this, if we can't reach to this point, I, I don't think that we could be happy together word yeah totally now i'm going to take a different tact um just to make sure that we answer the question so what are great techniques if the two of you just don't use similar types of communication um i would say that this is where having rules of engagement are going to be really important so if we're having a hard time communicating and let's say one of the people is shutting down you want to just establish okay what would be effective in this so um, do you think that we will be able to reach an understanding of each other? Do you think understanding is important? Yes, excellent. Do you think we can reach understanding without like full, honest and open communication? No. Okay, so can we agree that we need to, in this relationship, to be in this relationship, you must articulate your feelings? Yes. Okay, cool. Mm. So then starting with things like that, where you're just breaking it down, like what does success look like? Success looks like you understand me. I understand you. We know each other's desires, like true desires, what you're trying to get to, what you want, how you feel, all of that. And then we can make a decision from a, a position of knowledge, but knowledge becomes the first thing. And so now you've literally just as a couple agreed that it has to be open and honest communication. And honestly, once you have open and honest communication, virtually every other domino falls. Mm -hmm. So open and honest, open and honest communication is the lead domino here. And so I would just say nothing else matters. No other tactic we could give you is going to be effective. Get that lead domino down and everything else will sort itself. Mm. Yeah, great. All right, next question is from Avery Knair. 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 Like knife. Oh, knife. Exactly. <laughs> what has Tom done that makes you feel the most loved, Lisa, and vice versa? The most loved. Um, it's never been one thing, but um, the first thing that comes to mind is how he stuck by me with my health. And I know, like... Because we had the Greek wedding, we didn't actually do like till death do us part and do all the vows and stuff. But look, of course, that's really what it meant to me, right? Till death do us, through sickness and health. But saying it is so very different than actually living it. And when I was sick and it got bad, I mean, to the point, and I think I've already said this before, but just in case the new viewers out there, there were moments where I couldn't stand up for more than five minutes at a time because my digestion and my stomach was so protruded and so inflamed that I literally couldn't stand up. 
Um, now once, twice, that doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but it was every day and for months and months and months. A year. Yeah. Two years. To point, not to the point of not being able to stand up, right. but this is, yeah. But it was to, you know, like, he loves to tease me and tickle me and he sometimes grabs me and throws me and, you know, um, but he can't do that anymore because I'm, I've just, I'm very sensitive. So even if he pokes my side and he's being playful, like, that hurts. So it's adjusting these little things and you were always very understanding. And, you know, obviously sex had to change because I just couldn't, you know, have in intimacy on a regular basis and you were very understanding. We we talked through that and went through what that felt like and what that meant for you and for me. Um, and yeah, so there was just so many different things that my health brought um, that made me feel like I could have felt super unloved and unsexy and um, just helpless. But every step of the way you were there, you're like, okay, let's figure this out. You started reading books, you started... Um, consulting with like the top doctors in the world i mean you um you supported me emotionally you would get me ice if my tummy hurt so anyway that goes on and on but that actually is what made me feel the most loved because at any point like to me having a ring on your finger does not actually mean that like well you can't ever leave right it's just it's a verbal agreement but it doesn't mean that that's you can ever leave me and so the fact that you never even went there, never even thought about it, never backed down, never said like, okay, well, you've got to deal with this on your own. And that just made me feel the most loved. And still does, I mean, we're still battling it, but we've even started a show called Health Theory because this man wants to keep learning. Look at this about... one, look at this one. Big it up, big it up, big it up. Yeah. But we really have, Now that we're on right? the topic, yeah. like this whole episode has been moving towards that. Every answer you've wanted to like somehow work that in. here's the thing, because Health Theory is freaking amazing. We've got a few episodes in the can. We're going to launch it soon. Um, but that was born of your desire to keep learning the new nutrition, the new health studies that are going out because we can then selfishly implement it in our own lives. And that's to the degree that this man goes to to show he loves me. If we can create a show. So. There it is. And what about you? In no question, in no uncertain terms, uh, there's been several times in our life where I asked you to take a big gamble, risk everything, and every time without hesitation, the answer has been, I bet on you. And that's it. That was a much quicker answer, but yeah, and I mean, I, and I hope people take the weight of it, and that it doesn't need to be measured in words. No, like it, for sure. it, like that has been the defining thing of our marriage for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you came home and said we just bought a house, and he came home, and you know, it was like you were miserable at the other company. It's like, okay, well, we want to start this new company, protein bar company, and. Um, I was like, cool, great, yeah, sounds fantastic. And you're like, yeah, but you, I don't think you understand. If this falls, we lose the house. Like this house that we've just bought, we're so excited about, I was going to nest there. And it's like, I just want to be clear, like, you lose it. And I just thought, like, what's the worst that can happen? Okay, I lose the house. But the most important thing to me was making sure that you know that we're a team. And no matter what happens in this life, like, we're in it together. And I love this one quote that I think was in... Um, a movie, God, I can't remember, but the singer, anyway, um, it says, um, sink or swim, either way we go together. 
And I remember that line in the movie and it like was like the sharp night. Like it just got me so much because it's so true. Sink or swim, baby. We go together. Like that is it. No amount of money, health, whatever. Like it doesn't matter because making sure that you know how much you mean to me is like all that counts. Sorry, I kept going on there. No. Um, oh, we got a Would You Rather segment. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, guys, want you at home to answer along with us. Put in the comments below because we love to read your answers too. So, would you rather... I feel like you're cheating. <laughs> you can't see him. All right, would you rather relive Valentine's Day as your 13-year-old self every year for the rest of your life or celebrate Christmas without gifts every year for the rest of your life? Would you rather would relive you rather Valentine's relive Day? At the age of 13. Well, yeah. I was heartbroken every Valentine's Day because I had hoped that I would always get a card and I never did. And then one year I did get one and it was like secretly signed and I was so excited. And then like 10 years later, I found out it was my mum. That's pretty sweet though, in fairness. It is, but yeah. So but what's your would you rather? Um, would I rather? Well, my 13, Valentine's Day at 13 was terrible. So I wouldn't want to really relive that. Um, rest of your life celebrating Christmas without gifts. Yeah, I could do that because I could find other cool ways to celebrate Christmas. So, yeah, I mean, as long as I could give gifts on Christmas, like that wouldn't be uh, a big thing. If we had the family and we could still give gifts, like I wouldn't have a beef with that. Yeah. Um, what, was your but, what was your Valentine's Day like at 13? You don't even care. It probably doesn't, doesn't even make your radar. Literally, like, yeah. I was the kid that literally on Valentine's morning, I would run downstairs. Oh, and God. Ch and check if, there was, if the mail oh, had arrived. God. That's so much heartbreak. <laughs> I don't know that I ever, until I was like maybe 16 once, had a girlfriend on Valentine's Day. Yeah. So I had no game growing up. None. But my, my brother and sister were very popular. So they used to get a lot of Valentine's cards. So here I was like, uh, I remember I had I such love a though that you were the ugly duckling. I am just, <laughs> that has paid off so well in my life for sure. So yeah, all the amazing. beauty and sexiness with none of the arrogance. It's amazing. Thank you. Okay, next, would you rather, would you rather feel lonely on Valentine's Day or feel lonely on your birthday? Wow, that's a good that one. That is a good one. Nice. Shady. Answer, guys. Put in the comments. I'm going to like go onto live comments right now. Who? What are people saying? Valentine's Day or your birthday? Ooh. You're cheating looking through the comments? I was... <laughs> what? Come um, on. Uh, What's I your think, answer? I think... Oh... Probably I'd feel more lonely on Valentine's Day. I'd yeah, but which, feel... which is worse? Oh. All right, while she deliberates endlessly on this answer, I will say that because of our marriage, I would much rather be lonely on my birthday. A oh, hundredfold. Oh, so it's all about in our situation now. Yeah. yeah. Like, you would be so oh, traumatized to be alone every Valentine's Day. And this may not be true for you, by the way. You may be way more into your birthday than I am. So, but for me, Ooh. no question. Birthday. Yeah, birthday. Why do yeah. it begrudgingly? I guess because, like, look, at the end of the day, if you had to be away on Valentine's Day, like, I would understand. So it's not... Yeah. All right, I'd rather be alone on my birthday. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a PC answer. Let me tell you right now. Inside, sure. she's like, I better not ever have to make that decision. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oh, we got a fan submission of a Would You nice. Rather. This is awesome. From Nigel MC Morrow. I'm guessing that's Nigel McMorrow. <laughs> that's a guess. I don't know, but <laughs> that is my guess. This man saves me every time. All right. Would you rather never say I love you again or never say I'm sorry again? Ooh. Here's the thing. I actually find saying sorry is very freeing and liberating. And when I was younger, I was petrified to say sorry, right? Because it meant that you did something wrong. So then that meant you had to like, then you had the guilt. But now it's like, I so like it immediately, if I've realized that I've done something wrong in our relationship, the most freeing immediate thing to do is say, babe, I'm actually sorry I acted like that. Or I'm sorry I did that. Because immediately it just like breaks down all the barriers between you. Um, so I would think it would be detrimental to our relationship if I couldn't say I was sorry. But I think I love you. I could show you. Hmm, that's interesting. I think I would rather never say I love you again. I love that you're surprising yourself. I am surprising myself. Yeah, look, for that. the reasons that you just said and many more, I could live without I love you. Because it's a very small group of people that I say that to, whereas I'm sorry has universal appeal. You couldn't run a business and not say, I'm sorry, you just couldn't. No way. What about a relationship? Same thing? If it was just with you? Yeah. Uh, so then it gets... Yeah, I mean, I guess now because I know your answer, I can see what would be more meaningful to you. I think in a vacuum, like if the police had pulled us apart and like set us in separate rooms and we had to decide, oh, yeah, I'd be can. like, a love, 100%. She wants me to say I love you. So I can't say I'm sorry. Like that's what I would have assumed you would but want. But you could do things like you could like even just petting my face. I could do the same thing with stroking. sorry, right? Mm, I could no, kneel I, at your feet and bow like Wayne's the word world. sorry that I think people have a hang up over. And I think that that word actually carries a lot of weight. And look, I think the all word... Right, all right. yeah. yeah, we got this all right. Um Okay, we've got another fan submitted. Would you rather? I love this. You want to say the name? Teresa Merriam. Thank you. Would you rather have your husband's friend not like you or his family not like you? Oh, friends. in our... Yeah, yeah. In our world, that'd be super easy. Yeah, absolutely. Friends um, not like you. Uh, oh, wow. Oh, we're getting a ton of yeah this is awesome now i'm guessing pablo's last name isn't real so pablo gdt all right thank you would you rather risk risk a good friendship that you want to make romantic or say nothing i'd risk a good friendship 100 percent. first of all though if you're already in the friend zone like yeesh that's a bad start but i personally i wouldn't be even momentarily hesitant yeah. to make a move. It's one of those like moments in a movie where you're like, just tell her you love her because you don't, right? Like, yeah, know. but don't make your opening salvo. I love you. Please just like crack on like you would normally sure. flirt, like make a move. Don't that. That's but, a terrifyingly although, overwhelming but, no, but opening that, salvo. Okay, yeah. You don't say I love you, but let's say you've been friends for a while. Yeah. You can't just turn around and start cracking onto them. That'd be like the weirdest thing ever. No, 100%. And, From and, a woman's perspective, that would be super weird. If I was so right, take my friend Theo. Mm -hmm. I've got a really close friend Theo. Like I would sit on his lap, like love him like a brother. If all of a sudden I'm super relaxed, we're watching a movie, I'm sitting there, like I probably would even have my foot on his leg. Like I wouldn't be thinking of a romantic, like romantic at all. Then all of a sudden, if he started rubbing my leg intimately, that would all of like it would catch me so off. God, I would freak out. 
But if he sat me down and said, look, I really want to talk to you because I'm starting to have these feelings for you. This is terrible fucking advice. I'm on, just, if it's a guy I'm to tell a girl. This in fact, right I want, I want people at home to put in the comments below and curious. Like, if it was a guy, I mm. get that you may not want that. I, if I sat you down and said, Tom, I'm starting to have feelings for you. I get Hold why on. that would be weird for you. Whoa, but if you said whoa, that to whoa. me, mm -hmm. I would much rather you tell me than Yeah, stop. that's what you want. I get it. But he actually wants to get into a romantic relationship with you. And it is atrocious advice to tell that guy, sit her down, tell her how you're feeling. That's madness. You're saying come that's on to her? What I would do yeah. in that moment, first of all, if you're laying on me like that and we're just friends, either I'm totally in on it or it's crazy town. And don't be on a, on a guy's don't be surprised when that signal gets misread. Now, because I know you too and all that, it was fine and clearly he was in on the situation and felt exactly the same, so there was no worries in that particular moment. Right. But like, I can't think of more like potential for missed signals than laying on somebody like that and draping your leg over them and all that. So don't be surprised. Should I be away on vacation and you have a guy here and you're like, well, I was, I'm just being friendly. Like that's gonna be misread. But let's assume for a second that it was totally normal and all of a sudden I start having feelings. At some point, what I'm gonna do is in a moment where you haven't put yourself in a familiar like, um, vulnerable, vulnerable position, right, exactly. right? Which I would not want to make right. a move on because it's going to set you up for failure. It's going to set Correct. me up for failure. Correct. But I'm going to do something like, uh, you know me, and I would be ultra ballsy, and I would say it in a way where there's nowhere to hide. This is me. What this is my yeah. technique because I can get away with it because I say outrageous shit. Like, if you think I'm crazy on camera, I'm really fucking direct off camera. So it would not be out of character for me to say something like, good Lord, uh, like forever I would look at you and I would see my sister and right now I look at you and you're it, fucking sexy it's crazy and you'd be like well that's gross I'm like your sister fuck that like you used to be 100% I will give you that but right now I'm telling you like very you look good you're sexy yeah, whatever you and that. I would I would intentionally push it a little too far and see where you were but if I'm ultimately I need to shift the the relationship immediately and 100%, you have to do something to change the dynamic. Now, I would be very cognizant to do it in a way where there was physical distance between us, where it was a comment about my shift in mentality so you didn't feel attacked, I'm not being lascivious, I'm not like encroaching you or crawling into your space, because it right, is gonna be a very I... jarring moment for you when right, I do that it. that was my problem. And, and that, but that's what I want. I wanna shift it, I want, immediately, I'm drawing a line in the fucking sand. Like, this isn't about that. Like, look, I'm, this isn't about falling in love. This is about looking at you right now and I don't see my sister. I'm looking at you right now and I see a very attractive, beautiful woman and I wanna be honest with you so that you're not thinking, oh, like friends don't, like fuck that. Like, this is, this is now, there's something different. I don't know what it is. Pheromones, you did, right? And I would be saying words like that in a safe distance. Yes. Where That's I can important. now shift like how that person feels and realizes how I think and feel has changed. I'm not overplaying. Even if I were in love, I would not fucking play the love card. I think that is suicide. But I would, I would shift the perspective immediately. Just reminded me why I fell in love with you all over again. Because you surprised me. Yeah, buddy. That was actually a really good answer. You got game, Billy. I'm... No bullshit, what would it take? These, these, like, you have and to fact, think through this shit. Yes. So, in fact, I'm going to tell a little story here. 
when we first started dating, it was like we'd had like a one or two dates only. And so he was still my teacher. And so we were keeping it hush hush. None of this. I wish it was like a ding effect. Ding. And it was a school for adults. Right. I do feel compelled well, to Well, I mean, that. hopefully they see us and we're, we look close in age, so. For your sake, I hope not. <laughs> um, so, school for adults, you were my teacher, we'd gone on two dates, you were basically saying, obviously, we can't talk about this, we can't let the, you know, the rest of the school know. And I remember walking into an elevator, right? And do you remember this? Of course. So, we walked into an elevator and I went, um, the doors closed or something, and I went to like leave and you're like, where are you going? And you pulled my arm, doors, oh, in fact, yes. Where are you going? You pull my arm, doors close, and then you push me up against the elevator um, wall or whatever and then grabbed it, gave me a kiss. Yes, I want to be very clear. That was not the first kiss. Like you want to talk no, about getting people Jesus. in trouble. Yeah, sorry. That shit doesn't I fly. I some of the details. Um, but you were very aggressively, um, what's the word? You were forward. You were very forward. Um, and so that actually attracted me. But I think that, he needs to, before he takes your advice, like, is that him? Is that his type of person? That's what I led with, this is me. I yeah, can get away with this. I've set the stage. This is how I talk. Like, and I would even say, I understand the psychological principle at play here. Yeah. I have to change your perspective of me, period. Yeah, I wouldn't say words like that. I would say those exact yeah. words. It's true. So anyway, basically takeaway message. If you're having feelings for her, approach it, discuss it, don't hold it to yourself because never, 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 in my opinion, should you ever live a life where you're wondering what if. What if I told her? Um, okay, so so fan responds from Mia Lavoy. I was on a trip with my best friend and we traveled to a remote island for a surf trip. He told me he loved me and I was so mad that he left me with nowhere to go or any friends to talk to on the phone. We sat on opposite sides of the beach for the rest of the trip. Oof. So maybe the tip is don't do it while you're away. That, that, that's just misplaying the situation a thousand ways yeah. to Sunday. So, yeah. Oh, and I can just see how he's thinking, this is perfect. She's got nowhere to go, so she'd have to, like, get over it and then talk to me again. Yeah. Eesh. All right, time's wrapping up, so we've got last wow. question. Um, this is from Keith Peace. Yep. How do you tell someone how important it is to communicate in the relationship? I would ask questions. I wouldn't necessarily just come out and say, here it is. I would say, I think every relationship needs to have agreed upon core values. It's possible, I guess, that they're like, no, I totally disagree with that. But ah, that'd be so weird. So get them to agree with something that is fundamental and self-evident. Something that is so fundamental to you that if they are not interested in that, that you'd be like, God, I'm glad I know that now because I don't want to be in a relationship with somebody like that. And from there, will either you, it will emanate out and you'll realize, oh, we actually don't need this thing that I thought we did or... We do, and now they're either seeing it or they're disagreeing to be stubborn or whatever, but in that moment, it becomes like Ipecac. And what Ipecac is, they give it to you when you swallow it like poison, and it's gonna make you throw up. And throwing up is, while sucky, it's going to solve the problem. So knowing whether or not they're going to be able to have that level of communication, I think is important, and I think it's born of getting them to agree to core tenets and values from which would spill the need to communicate, so. I would also say like the why for yourself. Like for me, 
why is it important for me to communicate? Why is it important for me, right? Going back to the story I told where you were at Awareness Tech, it's like, I don't feel like I'm connected with you anymore. So I need that communication so that we can start to really, um, so I can understand what you're going through. And if I can't understand, then I can't be a support system for you. And if I can't be a support system, I actually don't feel like I'm bringing value to this relationship. And it's important to me, and we always use our words very specifically the word important to us is very important we use it like four or five times a year i mean very rarely do we use that word so when we do use that word you know you have to pay attention so i would say it's important to me that we figure out how we communicate with each other because if we keep going i don't want to blink and in a year not know who you are because you haven't communicated for the last year what you've been going through so breaking that down so important um oh and in fact talking about communication which is actually a great lead off into the questions that we have um tom and i do value communication that was never one th never anything that we actually struggled with mm. but how to communicate was very important to us to figure out and so going back to what you said is we asked each other questions and so for valentine's day we actually created a pdf that you guys can download on impacttheory.com and there's 26 questions for you guys to ask your partners and for you to answer yourself um, and it really does open up conversations um sometimes for us like we'll take list of questions to each other and we'll take them on vacation and we'll sometimes even just get through one question because as you can see like we can talk a lot so we will really talk about and answer a question and it can just lead to really deep understanding of the other person and i think that is so important so you can get it for free impacttheory.com 26 questions um there it, there it is. And then don't forget to head over to shop.impacttheory.com to get some of the Power Couple merch that we have as a part of the Valentine's Day season. Get on that stuff. Enter to win a call with Lisa and I where we will answer any and every question that you have one-on-one. -on -one. So, yeah, go to shop.impacttheory.com. Really forward to, like, having the call. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. It'll be very cool. So. All right, guys, that's it. Go enjoy your Valentine's Day, whatever it holds for you, uh, whether you're single or in a relationship. Take tonight. Have a great time. Thank you so much for joining us. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Happy Take care. Happy Valentine's Day.